This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Mike Bassick leaving the studio with a fury, uh, as only Mike Bassett can. It is great to be back in this broadcast position with you, General. At your service, salute to you. Hope you had a very happy holidays, and uh, 2023 is is uh, off to a great start for you. There's Brian Broaddus, former Cowboy Scout NFL executive. Peyton Russell is in for Lucius Alexander. You have uh, you have no Woolchuck Orchie to follow today. How about that? Earned a day off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. They they certainly did. Earned a day off. And many there. people did. Yeah. And, and many people are out there enjoying uh this day off and, and in this great sports world we're living in right now. You know, we got uh we got the Cowboys heading for the playoffs and TCU yeah. heading for a championship game, Brian. This How about amazing. TCU? Yeah, yeah, that's outstanding. Uh you know, that's one of those things too where you want that's the great thing about sports. You gotta line up and play these things. Got to line up and find out if your guys are better than their guys. And, you know, you found out a lot about TCU the other day, about yeah. that program. They, all year long, they've been, uh, they've been, you know, very resilient. We had Brian Estridge on on Friday. Yeah, and, and he was, oh, you had him on again. Yeah, we had him on. And he Sweet. was and he was just talking about, hey, listen, don't, don't doubt this team. I mean, if you're out there doubting TCU right now, you're probably making a mistake. And you're thinking like, if you know, you're Brian Estridge, you're the play-by-play guy, you're, you're going to say those types of things. But you could really hear it in his voice. You could really, you could really see it the week leading up to the game of TCU and the players and the confidence they had. They, they didn't, they weren't worried about a team in maize and blue with really good-looking helmets, you know, and all this, you know, strength and power and prestige and all these wins and stuff. No, it's about playing football. And I think the, I think the tone of that game was set really early, really early. You know, Michigan goes on this huge run to open the game. I mean, the things open up. You're thinking, oh, geez. TCU is going to play three three five, and they're you know that front, and they're just going to Michigan is just going to lean on them, and you know they have this huge run, and then they have the goal line stand, and you're kind of like going, oh okay, and you know, and then now TCU finds ways to move the ball, you know, build a lead, and and this they hung in there the whole day, and you know never really let Michigan, you know, it, it was it, it was a you know it was a tight game, but TCU was they won both sides of the line of scrimmage there. That wasn't that wasn't Michigan's intent was to go in there and and try and bully TCU, and really, TCU was the one that was bullying Michigan. It's pretty amazing the physicality they can play with, you know? Oh, and, TCU's yeah. got some gritty, tough kids. I, You know, and Mike, we were all laughing about me working for Gary Patterson for one year, but that's the thing that always was interesting to me about those kids from TCU. Gary did a good job of recruiting, and it wasn't always the four- and five-star kids he got. He took kids that were that were running backs and made them defensive ends. He, you know, he took linebackers that and made them tight ends. He always, they had vision for these players. TCU is one of those programs is, you know, they, they, they've, they've had more good times here recently than bad, but they always had these players that when you watch them practice, you kind of get it. You mm. get why they, they don't, they don't bend and they don't break and they just, they don't, 
they just have this toughness about them. And they showed a lot of toughness in that game the other night. I mean, Michigan is not an easy team to deal with because of all that history and prestige that we're talking about. But they, 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 those kids that aren't the four and five star recruits showed up and played a hell of a game. It's a, it's amazing. And now they get an opportunity to play Georgia a week from. It's got tonight. a bunch of four or five star recruits. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I don't think that the TCU should be scared. And there's no, reasons to believe. No, hell no, hell no. You, no, that's you know you look at. You know, I think that Ohio State in that game the other night. You know, Ohio State's got a bunch of really good players. You know, and they had they had Georgia on the ropes. They really, really did. And that you know, Georgia really didn't have any answers. The one thing that TCU can do is, you know, you look at their the explosive plays that they can make in a game. They can score a lot of points. They when they get behind, they can come back and, you and know, Georgia's Georgia, struggling with that. Yeah, Georgia's gonna Georgia's had their moments and you know, and, and Kirby Smart kinda afterwards says, you know, you folks out there doubt us and all I'm like, Coach, you are the number one team in the country. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, there's no disrespect with your football team. You're no. you're 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 gonna be favored by fourteen points against TCU. <laughs> yeah. There's no disrespect here. You know the worst thing that's been said is that it's not the best Georgia team we've seen in the last five years. I'll but tell it's you still what, damn good. It's still damn <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, and, and now that you feel like that uh you know, the, the nation has seen TCU play and you now have a better understanding of, you know, around the nation, it's like you, know, you have a context to put them you in. Do, yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. You're like, man, this quarterback, he's he's kind yeah, of a, we got something here. Kind of a gritty guy. Well, this wide receiver might be a top uh might be the first wide receiver off the board or one of the f- first two or three. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know, that's that's the thing about it. you you have a better I think the nation has a better understanding of what TCU is all about. Yeah, and the the defense could get in there. You know, yeah. they were knifing into the backfield. They were against, you know, what what should be a, a, an offensive line to give you problems. Absolutely, the two-time Joe Moore a winner, Warder winners for the best offensive line in college football. Joe Moore, a former legendary coach, offensive line coach in college football. The award named after him. It's very prestigious. They give it to all five guys, and so mm. Michigan has won it back-to-back years. Wow. They've got the Lombardi Outland Trophy winner at center in that game. The one Torn thing, up. the one thing that TCU did was they made. <laughs> they made Michigan have to throw the football. And, you know, that's that's they, they said, no, what? We're not going to let you run in this game. We're going to make you throw this football in this game and see how you play. And that's how you that's how you beat Michigan. You make well, them throw that ball. Congrats to TCU. And thank you uh, for, you know, providing this storyline here through the holidays. It's been a lot of fun to follow. And now we get another week of it and, and hopefully a, 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 a championship to celebrate forever. Uh, just unbelievable, you know, and I, I think it gives the conference some hope as well that even when Texas and OU leave, maybe you can, you know, get something, uh, you know, generated here with, with TCU. Um, you know, second time in 10 years, you could argue they should have been in the national uh, title picture, yeah. so we shall see. But Week 18 intrigue is now the big Cowboys storyline. Mike McCarthy press conference is coming up at 3.15. Um and, you know, I, I I just love that we're here. I don't think it's realistic, Brian, but, you know, if if the Cowboys could win the division and would host Green Bay, if yeah. if they lose, you would go to Tampa. Right. I, I just love that we have this level of in- – I think it's clear you want to face Tampa and not Green Bay, you know. He, he, but I also think it's clear you go for the division championship. Yeah. You know, you're going to you're gonna go for this, but I, I think ideally you'd get to play Tampa. Well, the thing about – my thought about this is the Cowboys are eight and one at home. You've already played Tampa at home, and they really your quarterback wasn't very good. Yeah. They ran the ball on you. You really weren't you weren't prepared for that. 
you know, to me, I, I'm going to take my chances at home. Yeah. I know it's Aaron Rodgers. I know the Packers are playing well. I also know you had a 14-point lead on them as well in Green Bay. And they've gotten better since then. Yeah, but to me, it's still, I, I feel like you can move the ball on Green Bay better. I, I feel like that, to me, both quarterbacks are going to be uh, uh, hard to deal with because there's always that thought in your head that if you punt to them or leave them time, that you're going to lose. So you got to figure out how to deal with that. That's that's the psychological hurdle you're going to have to, to, to jump through or jump over in this game. So to me, I feel like I can move the ball better on Green Bay than I can. The thing I worry about, Tampa, those receivers. That's what I worry about in this game. All of a sudden, you're having to deal with with Mike Evans and those guys. They're just needing miracle comebacks against bad teams, and Uh, they're under 20. I mean, it's, it's, you know what? The Packers just dominated the Vikings. Yeah, the Packers have looked like ass, though, too, at times this year. Sure, but now they've won four in a row in what? Six or seven? I'm just just saying, though. To me, I mean, I, I I think about... I think about that team that got manhandled by Tennessee the week after they beat you. Yeah. You know, and then you saw what, and then you can say what you want about Tennessee. Well, but. neither team should scare you, Brian. And I, I think no, that's I, the I, thing. That's the thing that I, I do want to throw off for Cowboys yeah. fans. I want to be excited about going to the playoffs and anything is possible. Absolutely. But the fact that you're scared of, of Green Bay, Tampa Bay right I'm now. Not. It's that's telling, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. It's, if, if anybody is scared, yeah. it's telling the truth about who your football team is. See, that's, that's, the, that's the disagreement that I got in with some fans on Twitter this morning. I'm like, people are like, they're trying to like manipulate it and they're like being scared about playing the game. And I'm like, yeah. why are you being scared already? You're are better you, than both of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why not figure out, you know, like how to win these games and don't be scared about playing the game. You yeah. know, that's, that's the thing that bothers me, but there's a lot of fans out there. I think there's a lot of fans out there that are just, they don't want to be let down. Yeah. That, that the, the, the big, the biggest thing right now is let down. But the, I also look at this as, what happened 27 years ago doesn't affect what you're doing right now. We, this this team is about this team. It's not about what happened in, you know, in 1993 or 92 or whenever. You know, this is about right now. And so every season is different. You this These fears you have about going in the playoffs and being let down, if you get beat, you just weren't good enough. Yeah. That's how you look at it. It's not it like – oh, my gosh, they haven't had success in 27 years. I don't want to be disappointed. I, I, I think that's a terrible way, and no. I got that's a terrible way to, to kind of be a fan of sport. The much bigger thing right now is how do you get stops and how do you get back to running the football well? Because yeah. you haven't done that for three games now. I'll tell you what, you have to figure out about that running part of it, though, for sure. That, yeah. that is something, you know, the Titans were not going to let you run the ball. The, the 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 commanders we'll see what they do but traditionally the commanders aren't going to let you run the ball we'll see how they play it but right. you know when you get into you get into Tampa they're not going to let you run the ball so you you better be ready for playing these teams that are going to play you that way uh, Dawson I think a lot of Cowboys fans have serious PTSD says the four oh five you're right pro- about that that's yeah. a problem yeah you, you you don't look at you, every year is different in football there's so much change. With your roster, your team, you know, this team is not similar to last year's team. It's only similar because they won 12 games, Yeah, you know, but you have to figure out, you know, they, they've beaten good opponents. Last year, they didn't beat good opponents. Yeah, This year, they've beaten good, but they're 5-1 against teams with 500 records or better. So, that you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at this team. If they go and lose because they make, they turn the ball over, they don't tackle, 
they don't get off blocks, then you know evaluate that and move forward. It has nothing to do with ha- what happened in 1994. So you don't think Green Bay's for real still? No, I think Green Bay, I think they're playing better. I just feel like you can move the ball. The problem is you're going to deal with a you're going to deal with a secondary like I say, they're going to be able to try and take your best player away from throwing the ball. That's yeah. why I'm I'm grateful that you have a guy like TY Hilton and stuff. I'm also looking at this team playing games at home that was 8 and 1. Your only loss was to to yeah. Tampa. Yeah. You know, so that's that I, I would much rather play a home game in the playoffs than I would a road game for sure. I just think Green Bay is going to going to keep this game pretty low. Like their well, defense has really turned it around. Well, what's going to happen then is Green Bay is going to go play the second seed then, right? Cuz they'll be number 7. Yeah. So that that there's your opportunity to go knock off the 2 seed. And if you find a way to beat Tampa, now Green Bay goes and plays Philadelphia if they're the one seed. There's your next opportunity to knock off another team. And if that's the case, you keep winning, you're going to get Green Bay at home in an NFC championship game. That would be insane. Mavericks visit the Rockets tonight. Luka coming off a 51-point game in their uh, win uh, over San Antonio. He's got 146 points over their last three games. He's putting himself in the MVP conversation, and the team is doing their part. They are now fourth in the West. They are three and a half games behind Denver and sitting on six wins in a row. Do you like the odds of of maybe playing for the number one seed now or <laughs> or the MVP, Brian? Is they made up a lot of ground in one week. Yeah, and 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 talking to folks over there about it, there there's been a the word I always got was ugly after every game, ugly, 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 and I was like, winning is winning. Just keep winning. That's the bottom line. So, yeah, they're in a situation right now where, you know, they've got Houston again, and then the schedule will probably get a little bit more difficult for you going forward. But, man, I tell you what, they've taken advantage. They, early in the season, they were losing to bad teams. Now they're finding a way to put bad teams away. And whether it's one point or 20 points, just keep finding ways to win games. They're still probably, you know, in that mode right now of trying to get healthy. Yeah. You know, they need they need to they need to get some of these guys back in the lineup. I'm, it's clear though that they're that they're struggling with the with the health. And Lucas having to win these games on his own, but you know, every night by scoring fifty or more points, sixty points, some nights to get it done. So go for seventy tonight, what do you say? Yeah, I just I'm I'm not that mode too. Just keep winning and then kind of let things fall. Hopefully you get some guys back healthy here very did soon. Did you guys open club maps last week? We did. Nice. We did. We sure did. And that and it was heart. it was fun. It was actually fun to, to to see the guys, everybody get into that. Okay, Martina Navratilova uh, diagnosed with two forms of cancer. That's one of the top stories around the world of sports. Yeah, she is a battler too. I mean, that's that's uh, that's terrible news right there. But man, what a competitor back in the day. I grew up in that era where her and Chris Everett and uh, you know, they just you know the way that they played and the way they carried themselves, just such such pros at that. She's played, a legend. Yeah, played such a high level, such a high level. All righty, nation, uh, gotta go. Uh, thanks for your participation. The truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. Uh, 214, don't you think we can go into Tampa? Uh, pressure on him, Tom Brady, and destroy their defense in the air? I don't. I, you know, they've been playing fairly low-scoring games as well, and if you put it into a, a, a clutch situation – you know, um, I think you would favor Tom in that, wouldn't yeah. you? It doesn't matter yeah. what what has happened. Five minutes to go. The Cowboys are going to do something foolish with the clock, and Tom Brady's going to ace the test and miraculously pull out a victory. So, you know, I, I don't like any of these situations. What you got to hope for is the Cowboys run defense and running game bounces back 
and you're road grading the entire game, and it's a three-score game when you get to the fourth quarter. But I just haven't seen enough in the last two weeks to believe the Cowboys are going to be playing great football when the playoffs start right now. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, to start seeing that against the Commanders uh, coming up at the end of the week. Big picture Cowboys observations, then the G-bag of the day is coming up next year on The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3. The fan G-Bag of the day coming up in eight minutes. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Franklin Frankel. The consultation's always free. Truckwreck.com. It's Gavin Dawson and Brian brought us here with you. On a holiday Monday across DFW, Krusty's Corner is coming up at 2.40. We'll go over the injury updates. Tyler Biondish. Yeah, I got, I got some updates for you guys. I'm looking forward to doing this at 2.40 today. I learned something today, Gavin. What's that? When you catch the ball and you kick the pylon with your foot, you, it's, you're not in bounce. I've seen, I've seen uh, ball carriers hit the pylon with the ball and it'd be a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But in this USC game, I thought maybe if you're – you you know you're supposed to just have one foot bounce. Yeah, the receiver USC kicked the pylon. He caught the ball and hit his foot on the pylon. I thought he was in. I thought that might have been a touchdown. But I'd be okay with that counting. I think you know? so too. I just yeah. you know I learned stuff as we go. Maybe along in the here. NFL you got to kick it with both feet. Maybe <laughs> kick that pylon with both feet if you can. Absolutely. Okay, so you know I've I've uh, been away for three games. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, so there's been a lot that's happened with this football team. And I just wanted to, you know, ask you guys, as it's coming down the stretch, the truckwreck.com fan text is open. Please leave your name and city you're texting from. Big picture, how do you feel about this football team? What, what do you think the identity is as this season concludes? Just one game to go. Is is it weird how, like, the loss of Anthony Brown, Leighton Vander Esch, and... Um, and the big man has has made Hankins, yeah. has made this defense like so vulnerable. Sometimes it's like, is this the 2016 Cowboys again that can't stop anybody to save their lives? That's getting drugged to the playoffs by an offense that threatens to score 40 and is in the ballpark of 30 every game? Yeah, I think they're in a couple of different spots here. I think they're trying to figure out what's going on at left corner. I think they like right much better than any other options they have. So what you have is you have a guy that doesn't, have a great deal of game experience and is now out Savvy. there. And yeah, and well, he's out there. He's out there having to play and learn. I think the interception that he got the other day in the game, I think that was a huge confidence booster for him. Uh, you know, we'd seen him in training camp play well, and then he kind of went away. They tried Kelvin Joseph. That didn't work out for him at all. 
you know, so they're 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 in a little bit of a of a bind there that teams have figured out and and Dallas hasn't drawn as many holding penalties as we saw early in the year. Remember we were seeing them draw penalties where they were creating negative opportunities where all of a sudden like it's now it's second and twenty or it's third and seventeen. And then all of a sudden now you're rushing the passer and teams are staying ahead of the chains on them right now and the ball's getting out quicker. We we had Tank Lawrence on while you were gone. And I just watching their tape, you, you see all of a sudden it's like before they're even running twist stunts, the ball's out. So now you've got teams that are in manageable down and distance situations, you know, where it's second and five, second and four, third and two. And now Dallas is in a situation where, you know, that pass rush that they have is not as is not as prevalent as it needs to be. They haven't been able to create enough turn enough, excuse me, enough penalties to back people up. And then they also haven't made enough negative plays to back people up in their allowing the the their uh, their opponents to have to stay ahead of the chains. And I think that's been a huge problem. Yeah, you know, at times I felt like this nightmare scenario of what happens if you're getting beat, you're not getting the takeaways, and they're running on you. Yeah. All these things are happening at the same time too often to me, Brian. Yeah, they're they're getting the turnovers though. They're they 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 they're they're if they if if you know and their quarterback is giving the ball away a bunch this year. And so they would be even more, I think they're plus 12 right now on turnover differential, you know, and that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, but against crap quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, but to me, it's, you're like, not getting a lot of pressure and a lot of QB hits. That's not going to happen against the good. Well, teams. they, but they, you know, they're punching the ball out on some, they're punching the ball in some running game situations and stuff like that, that, you know, I mean, the other day they, they drop back tank goes in there, slaps the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Great play tank. I mean, that's, that's that's kind of where they're playing right now. You know, I, I personally feel like the thing that I worry about the most is really with the offensive turnovers. Mm. You know, that's what I would worry about. But yeah. we've talked about that. This quarterback, it's not in his DNA to this DNA. His DNA is about attacking and trying to complete passes. And he's keep trying passes. to he's trying to like become more aggressive. Yeah. While limiting mistakes. And I think there's a growth curve in there because yeah. he played careful for so dang long because yeah. that was his DNA coming into the league. And then Jason Garrett reinforced it. Yeah. The, the thing about it was he was not a very good quarterback when he came in the league. Yeah. I mean, as far as a, a, what you see is a quarterback that can read and then throw and be accurate and all those things. He just I, had lots of time to throw. Yeah. That, like a ham sandwich well, that's, back there. Yeah. I mean, and you had, a, you had an incredible running game. And I think that's something that. Still, to this day, he 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 benefits from that the most. I, I got in a discussion with folks this morning about it. I mean, having two backs that have rushed for nearly a thousand yards, you can't tell me that hasn't helped Dak Prescott. No, no, yeah, they, they're running the ball very well, yeah. and you know, I think the issue over the last couple of games is when you're doing it with Pollard and Zeke at three yards per attempt. Yeah, you know, I think the temptation is to say stop running the ball. If you just pass yeah. it and let defenses sit on pass, it's going to be really, really ugly. Well, what you need is, and, and the Philadelphia Eagles are a great example of this the last two weeks, their quarterback rushes for somewhere between 50 and 80 yards a game. They haven't had that the last two weeks. Matter of fact, their quarterback had zero yards rushing yesterday. Yeah, Their offense looks dramatically different when they are, their quarterback doesn't run the ball. So it, to that's me, how they could lose to the Giants yeah, still. Well, that's a that, fun one. That's the thing about it is if you're the Cowboys and you're not having the running game going with the two backs, having Dak 
run for 30 to 50 yards a game, that's the thing that could save. You can live with your running yeah. game if your quarterback can get you somewhere between 30 and 50 yards a game running. You know, and he did. He he has run the ball more lately. He has. I am enjoying it. I am enjoying, you know, trying to attack more on the ground. But my, I think my number one big picture takeaway is watching these three games and not coming back and talking about them on the air. I felt like if I was on the air, my thought would be, man, they're, they're, they have the game plan that I want. But it's not working. It's not smooth like it was under Cooper Rush or when Dak first came back. Like, we need to see highly efficient football without the turnovers. And, I mean, the defense isn't there. On both sides of the football right now, you're really struggling to get wins like a playoff hopeful. Yeah. You're not You're not high-stepping into the playoffs looking like a favorite at all. So, hopefully, that really can turn. You know, USA well, Soccer played like crap in yeah. their tune-ups and then played well when the World Cup actually started. Sure. I, that's really the, the kind of shift that we need for these Cowboys to get me confident. I kind of feel like, though, that you're having the issue at right tackle right now are trying to kind of figure out that whole thing with Martin and Smith kind of getting used to playing next to each other in the running game. In the Tennessee game, it was clear that you couldn't get the down block secured and you didn't get anybody up on the second level. That's usually when the Cowboys can't run the ball. They don't get those down blocks. Tyron's age is showing. Well, it's not his age. It's just I don't think there's a lack of familiarity between him and Martin playing together. Hmm. You know, and that's where that's where I think that Steele and Martin really were beneficial there. Great stuff. It is the G-Back Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Some good texts coming in here, uh, and I'd love to get into those, but it is time now for the G-Bag of the Day, curated by Peyton Russell. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good well, well, sir. Any yeah. uh, New Year's resolutions we have already? Gavin says he's not going to eat as many sugar cookies, I think I've learned, right? Ooh. Yeah, I'm switching to sugar wafers. Sugar wafers. Yeah. Really? Oh, the, okay. Are those called Ruger? Yeah, these are the Ruger sugar wafers. All that, right. uh, surprisingly enough, are better than the Keeblers, uh, Brian. So, oh. yeah, I gave up the sugar cookies a couple days ago after an epic run of about 50 of them there uh, out of my mom's <laughs> freezer. Yeah, it was, good. it was a good five days. <laughs> Brian, nothing for you? Oh, you know what? I'm, tr- I'm trying well, you're to... you're perfect, Brian. No, you know, no, no. I, no, no. I'm trying to give up being confrontational. I oh. said that earlier. <laughs> no, that's Yeah, the, you've, that's heard me, you've, you've heard me on the post-game show. I got to stop being confrontational. So I'm trying my best to... Uh, that's not, what people that's, tune into, though, yeah, right? Yeah, that's good radio. Brian. I know, but it, I, I just got to tone it down a little bit, I think, Gavin. Just a little bit. Did it get out of control? I, you know what? I'm not too happy at, like, 1240 at night when somebody... <laughs> says something you know are you bitching to bitch or what (laughs) (laughs) i really i'm serious folks i i'm not trying to i'm not trying to be mean i'm really not i've just i enjoy it yeah thank you appreciate that well we have a a clean slate of g bag of the day nominees here because brian i believe on friday the last show before 2023 we had a a five-time champion is that sure did yes the uh our, our our neighbors with the dogs uh yes the the scottish terrier and the uh pit bull yeah named bubba so they they go in yeah when we and when we do the G bag of the year, what's that in June sometimes like right? We yeah. usually do it in June. You like before come, too long. You walk in one day and you go, huh? It's like the Academy Awards. Yeah, you just kind you of know? make people wait for them. <laughs> it's like it's not like immediately after the, no. se- the year. We Gavin will walk in. You just never know. Just stay tuned. You never know he'll walk Some in. Some point say, after the Super Bowl, he'll say, you know what? There's nothing really going on in sports. Let's do G bag of the day. <laughs> what do you say? We'll do it for five hours. See how that goes. Well, let's start here. Uh, TCU. The hometown team in Fort Worth. They got it done against Michigan, and here's how the uh, final call was on a TCU radio. Three receivers to the right. Snap comes back. It hit the ground. 
down. It's loose on the ground. The Frogs bail on it. Now Michigan's picked it up. They toss it back right. Edwards flips it forward. Down it goes here at the 34. This game is over. The Horned Frogs have come to the desert and quenched the thirst of every TCU fan. As now they'll find a way to the national championship game. Adult's wow. friend, right? Brian, Brian Estridge. Estridge, yeah. Wow. And by the way, we'll probably have Brian Estridge on again because I know he's kind of superstitious. Okay. So that means he'll probably hang out with us again and talk about what they're doing uh, at the SoFi against the Georgia Bulldogs. All right. Forward to it. Yeah. Next up here, we got uh, two guys that are watching the Dolphins and Patriots game yesterday, right? And this guy's a big Dolphins fan, and he's losing his mind. He can't stand that their team's, you know, falling out of the playoff race with or without Tua. And uh, there's a Patriots fan next to him, and uh, he lets him – have it and says, hey, stop complaining. What are you doing? Sporting to see you, George? Dude, this guy is a moron. The hell? Who think the hell thinks he's a genius? He had an 83 team and they're not going to make the playoffs. Here's my prediction for the Dolphins next year. Frank, shut the f up for five minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're all here. <laughs> my team is fing Clinton Division. I don't want to hear about the fing. Teddy Bridgewater! I want him in the playoffs! I don't what? care! The Mets missed the playoffs! The you... Devils missed the playoffs! I haven't seen a playoff Jesus win Christ. in Shut up. years! Shut up! This is for three f***ing hours! <laughs> I like that, man. Do you ever wonder if that stuff's, like, staged? Uh, well, it sounds like they're doing a podcast. Sound yeah. like that's what they were doing? Yeah, I think they had mics and stuff there. This yeah. might have been Barstool and stuff. This might have been like... Oh, well, is that Frank, party. the big heavyset guy? Oh, I, th- I think yeah, it Fra- was. Oh, Frank, 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 yeah. He, it was at, yeah, okay. I've seen him on TikTok a bunch. He's excited. A, yeah, he is. He, he, yeah, he's a he gives huge, you good content, man. He, he does. He does. He's a huge Dolphins fan, too. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So Frank, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, Frank is... Frank is. And the other guys are like, are we just going to sit here and listen yeah. to Frank rant yeah. about the Dolphins <laughs> for three hours? What the hell? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Going up against that, we'll stay in football. We'll go over actually to a division rival of the Cowboys, Washington uh, Commanders. So uh, th- I think this was NBC Sports in Washington after the uh, Washington. Is this meltdown. our guy, JP? No, I don't think this is him. This was one of the TV reporters. Brian Mitchell? It might have been. You know, it might have been. Okay. I'm sure when you hear it, you'll okay. know. Um, but yeah, he's going off. He calls the, the Commanders trash and garbage. If you have any connection with Washington, I don't care from the Redskins days, the football team, and now. You have to voice your displeasure with that BS that we saw on the <laughs> field today. It was trash, okay? Yeah. People have been saying garbage all day. Just say trash. Trash is worse mm-hmm. than garbage. Garbage is a nicer way to talk about trash. This was God-awful today. Offensively, defensively, coaching was absolutely terrible. Garbage Trash is what we saw today. That's all. It, it was not good. And listen, we could get here. We try our best. You know, Santana and I play for this team. They got to find a way to get something better because right now, trash is all I see. What a meltdown! That's Brian Mitchell. That's Brian Mitchell. Yeah, it's yeah. he was on the uh, post game show, and but uh, they had some other ones that were really really good too. The guy JP, I think is his name. Remember, he's the guy that asked Carson Wentz the question. Oh yes, and it went That's like some good journalism. And, and everybody's like, I can't believe you asked that question. Like <laughs> he went on a rant that was pretty epic as well. So why why did they decide to go with Wentz? Who knows? That's, Seriously, that, that, that's that, that like, is, I, I want well, to get fired. Well, that's the, you know, I'll tell you what, there was a situation, too, where Taylor Heineke had been turning the ball over as well. 
So they were in a little bit of a, you know, like even though that Taylor Heineke had gotten to that point, they went with Wentz, and he was his quarterback rating. I think it was two point four, something like that. It's just awful. Well, and then Ron Rivera, did he not know that they could be eliminated? Do no. we know if that was sarcasm I, or not? I think he, I think he didn't know. I didn't think he knew. Yeah, he was laser focused on the task. Apparently, yeah. any other nominees, Peyton? We do have one more. One more. It's about thirty-five seconds worth of audio here. This is Jamal Williams, running back for the Lions. Um, Reporters ask him, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers talking trash and about the Lions? And he says, well, I don't really pay attention to it. I don't, about it. I don't watch TV. <laughs> you watch TV? You didn't hear about it? I don't, I'm trying not to cuss. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to play football and go home. But you're holding me. You're holding me right now. I just want to go home and play Pokemon. We, Go home and play Pokemon. Yeah, huh? Pokemon. Yeah. Don't do that. You can't disrespect Pokemon like that. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> you sound like I got old. my nephew some Pokemon cards. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what cards you got on. They must have sucked because you you calling them Pokemon. <laughs> but it's a fine. Never mind. I'm off topic. Come on. My bad. I'm sorry. That's so funny, man. He doesn't that is care awesome. that he's talking trash. Yeah. That is awesome. He does not care about Aaron Rodgers talking trash about him. Yeah. But don't you nope. talk trash about Pokemon. Yeah. Good game, apparently. I don't know. I've never played any of that Pokemon stuff. Is it uh, TCU Radio's Brian Estridge? This game is over. Is it uh, two guys watching Pats and Fins? Is it NBC Sports in Washington? The TV reporter called the commander's trash. Probably agree. Mm-hmm. Or is it Jamal Williams? Asked uh, about what he thinks about Rogers talking trash. Man, there's a lot of good ones. I'm just going to go with the local guy and a hero of a lot of people out there, Brian Estridge. Uh, Peyton, right. how about you? You know, I'm going to go uh, Jamal Williams. We're tied at one, Brian. Oh, Brian Estridge gets this one today. Oh, score on two to one. And your new G-Bag of the Day champion, it is the voice of TCU, Brian Estridge. When we come back, it is time now for Krusty's Corner. Where are we headed with that today, sir? Guys, if you allow me, I'll try and update you on these Cowboys injuries. We'll do that next. Thank you very much, Peyton, and for Lucius. Here he is, king of the Krusties, Brian Broaddus. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. I'm going to ask you guys a question real quick. I just saw this on Twitter. I hope I'm not making a big deal about this, but I thought it was something really interesting. Darius Slay is celebrating a birthday today. Okay, happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> Micah Parsons wishes him a happy birthday on Twitter. Oh. I mean, <laughs> is that a – I mean, like – you don't want to see that because it's a rivalry? I, I don't know, man. You- I mean, I kind of I, I kind of like it back in the day when these players really don't – really didn't like each other but yeah. it, it, is that just the new thing we're living in now the new society so. that yeah. we're we're all yeah social media brings people together yeah i mean he's like wishing Darius slay happy birthday saying happy birthday happy cake day fam <laughs> they're probably at a pro bowl together maybe I, I don't know i just find it's funny now these players i mean you're you know you're sitting there fighting and i, I get it they're friends I, I you know as the players are friends they 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 do these things but I just thought it was funny on Twitter. Like one of the like two or three, I read the responses, and the Cowboy yeah. fans are like losing their, you know what about? Well, it. you remember what it was like in the '90s when sports radio oh, was yeah. just starting out, yeah. And this thing was just starting out with the hugs and stuff before games. Yeah. It was jarring for a lot of the old school system. Oh yeah, I just because I was, I, I remember being in uh, working in scouting. And these players would always come up and they would like they hug each other before the game. And I understand shaking hands after a game and stuff. But, man, there's just so much before the game, all this, you know, just I mean, yeah, I get it. You're it's we're all trying to be nicer and stuff like that. But I always kind of felt like competing against somebody. If you wanted to say, hey, congrats after the game, 
that was kind of the best opportunity to do it, not go up and give him this big old hug before the game. And, hey, you're trying to, you know, trying to get me fired here by winning these games, you know, or losing these games. So, anyway, it's yeah. kind of tough. I especially don't want to lose to my friends. You know, I don't either. You know, I don't, I I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose at all. I'm instantly talking trash. But yeah. if you only get to see them at the game, maybe it's appropriate. You know, I'm not going to have any other time to shake your hand and be like, hey, what's up, dude? How's the kids? Yeah. You know, I just might re- as well do it now. I just remember one of these coaches, a guy named Terry Rubisky one time. Terry was he was a he was an LSU grad. And Terry and our friends. I mean, Terry played in the 70s. And so we go way, way back and. He came up to me one time before a game ago. So we were playing, he was with the Raiders, and it was like one of those games where it was not. It was the game that the Lambo Leap was invented. It was like nine below zero game. And Terry walks up to me before the game, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, what's up? And he goes, uh, hey, you guys are gonna kick our ass today. Huh. And I'm like, well, Terry, we haven't even played. He goes, no, you're gonna kick our ass today. And he just turned and walked away. Hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go back over the bench, and then the day he comes running across. Now he's going to give me a hug, and he says, "Listen, when I tell you you're going to kick, we're going to kick your, you're going to get, you're going to kick our ass. We're, you know, believe me next time." I'm like, "Why is that?" He goes, "We were beat as soon as the door on the airplane opened, and we felt all that cold air." Yeah, that you know. So, but that's the kind of conversations you have with people before games that, yeah. like, they kind of go, "Oh, well, hey, man, you guys are going to, you guys are going to run us today," that kind of thing. But anyway, that's, that's why you want a bunch of shirt off and the cold guys. You know, yeah, you, they it, take pride. Yeah, they take it. pride. They yeah. take a lot of pride. The mindset. And mindset. You're right about that. All right, let's update some of these injuries if I can going into this week. Uh, guys, I did learn this that it's going to be really, really tight for uh, Tyler Biotish to come back for the playoffs. And so. Yeah, for any game in the playoffs? For, or like for this first, for the wild card? For the first playoff game, yeah. Okay. It's going to be tight for him uh, to come back. They These high ankle sprains that they're dealing with. The problem is that you're talking about guys that are having to deal with bull rushers or these guys that play with power, especially yeah. you get a situation like that Tampa game. That is not an easy thing for these offensive linemen to deal with. They know that over there. Biotis is uh, is super, super, super tough. He'll do everything he can to get back, but this one, believe me, is going to go down to the wire. So, How do you like McGovern in there? Well, that's what I was going to think about. One of the other things that I wanted to kind of talk about here too was I believe that you're going to see a line with what you ended the Tennessee game with, with Peters at left tackle, Tyler Smith at left guard, McGovern at center, Martin, and then Tyron Smith. I think that's what you're going to see for the Commanders game. You know, they're going to have to they're going to have to try and find a way to go and win this game, or until they realize that the the Eagles are up and they're not. You know, but you're going to probably with the game starting at the same time, unless there's one super imbalance. In yeah. the game, you're going to have to go try and win this game. So, this I mean, if I'm the coach, I want somebody watching the game and giving me the score update every 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah kind of giving you an know. idea like, hey, the, you know, the, the, the Giants are down 14 or th- this, that, or they pulled their guys or, or whatever. So, anyway, just uh, it's going to be really, really, really close uh, with, with Biotis coming back. So, um, just keep an eye on that, and we'll, we'll see how that all rolls uh, this next couple of weeks. Okay, you should get Leighton Vanderesh and Jonathan Hankins back both for the playoffs. Okay, that's something that you can you can you can count on. The Vanderesh talked today. He was telling the media, "My guys are saying everything is looking really good. He's just working out. He's staying in shape." Hankins will be ready for the playoffs. So that first game, whoever it is, whether you're playing the Packers or you're playing the Buccaneers, 
Jonathan Hankins will be ready to go for you there. Those are big ones. Those are those are big ones there yeah. for, for getting the run stopped. I, I think there was a, a significant visible difference in the front uh, as these guys have been out. Vander Esch now, this is kind of like back-to-back successful years. Is yeah. he playing his way into a long-term Cowboys contract, or what do you think? Yeah, I. you know what? I, I think there's some thought there that that might be the case. You know, how much are you willing to commit? He's, he's made it through – you know, basically the whole season, and then, you know, he got hurt here at the end. Yeah. It was good, but this defense is different without him there, and they really, really needed him because he can clearly help you, or he was clearly helping guys like Clark and Barr and those guys play in these games. You know, the the running game, his ability to to, to find those holes, to get through, to, to run through. He was playing well in coverage. You know, he was really kind of holding things together for you right there. So, to answer your question, I don't know how much money they would actually commit to him, but it, it's it's surely worth the, the the possibility. Maybe the other teams will say, well, he's too much of an injury risk yeah. to, to maybe make a significant offer to. And Cow- he's not a star, but he no. understands your scheme he and he, totally he helps you a it. lot. Hopefully the price is right. Yeah, hopefully. And I can say it's good. Your, your, team, is, your team with Jonathan Hankins in there averages like uh, playing uh, like a yard better when wow. he's in the game as opposed to not being in the game. so But both those guys should be back and ready for the playoffs. Okay, a lot of folks have been asking me about uh, Matt Farniak. And when you yeah. know, he, you know he played early in the season, he got nicked up, and then he went out for a while, kind of out of sight, out of mind. The Cowboys are going to – his window should be starting this week to get him back, uh, back to going. When I mean the window, that practice window where they can activate him. I'm not totally sure it will mean that he's going to play against the Commanders this week, but you're probably looking at what we've seen with this ramp-up situation that the teams have done. You know, they're just not going to throw a guy in there who hadn't played in a long time. But his window, Matt Forniak's window, should start this week, and uh, and then that way, uh, at least you know, you'll have a guy progressing for. We'll see what happens in the playoffs as they get forward or go into the playoffs. That maybe that he'll be ready after sitting out a week of, of well. But actually practicing a week, but then sitting out a game. Um, would he be an upgrade, or is this depth? Well, I think what it would allow you to do, I think what it would allow you to do would be able to keep, what it will do, allow you to keep, move Tyler Smith out to tackle and keep McGovern in there at left guard. And so if... Do you think they'd go to that? I think they would. I think that, okay. you know, with far, if, if, because I don't think they want to make a bunch of moves like they had to make in that game last week against the Titans, having to sh- to shuffle all those guys really over one man to have to make that. I don't think they necessarily want Jason Peters to have to play a whole game either at yeah. 40 years old. I think that's a little bit of a concern for them. But, uh, you know, this week they might have to do it and maybe have to do it in the playoffs. But having Farniak back, at least that would give you a guard and that would also give you a center, but an option at center in case that Biotis can't go it potentially in the playoffs. Like I said, tight window there. Um, I think you've seen the last of James Washington and uh, Jalen Tolbert for the year. And I mean for the year as far as playing. Uh, there's with, with, with T.Y. Hilton, again, this is just my opinion, but with T.Y. Hilton, you know, with Noah Brown, unless there's an injury, there's no reason to activate them at all. So, I, I you know, with the, the James Washington, he was – Really, he was out of sight, out of mind. He, he Both these guys didn't really do anything in OTAs and 
mini camps. Um, you know, the thing with Washington now, maybe, maybe it might be a situation where if you want to rest somebody, I, I, I don't know. But to me, as far as being active, they're they're going to go with the group they got with the T. Y. Hilton, the the Noah Brown, and the receipt, and then uh, with C. D. Lamb, and then with uh, with also Gallup. That just seems the best way for them to go with all the tight ends that they they carry. So you know, I'm not calling Jalen Tolbert a bust at all. I think Jalen Tolbert. He had a bad start to the season. They tried to ask him to do too much. I think it was too much for him mentally. And when they had to ask him to play, he just couldn't he couldn't do it. Well, salute to the great T.Y. Yeah. Hilton. Yeah. That's all I know. Absolutely. Speaking Absolutely. of wide receivers. Yeah. Yep. So that he, was uh, quite amazing. No, he's no the thing about with T.Y. Hilton and stuff, he has come in and he has given you what I was asking for for if you got Odell Beckham. Hmm. You know, a guy that can make plays down the field, a guy that can convert third downs. Yeah. That underneath guy, they throw him the ball, he runs, he gets up the field. That's kind of where I vision with T.Y. Hilton and what, and what, and actually, and you know, with Odell Beckham, both those guys. So the Cowboys have got that situation. Seems very reliable. Yeah, very reliable, and I think that's going to put like James Washington so, and Tolbert uh, 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 to the side for a little bit. One final note: the texters are saying, watch the video of Micah Parsons apologizing to the Eagles' offensive line for the Cowboys beating them. Then you Google like Parsons and Philly fan and all that. He was supporting the Phillies. He's, I, th- I think he might have been an Eagles fan growing up. No, well, he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's from he's from. I think Eastern, that's why. I think that's why. Yeah, he was, I think so too. You know, friendly with Darius Slay. I got you. I got you. Um, I just find it's funny. I mean, these yeah. players. It's hey, they can have whoever they want as friends. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying it's just funny nowadays. It used to not always be that way where you reach out to sure. guys like this and, hey, happy yeah. birthday. You know, if you want to text him and all that, that's all cool. But I'm just saying if you want to be a Cowboys proper legend, yeah. just yeah. be a little quieter about it. And I <laughs> yeah, think he's I done guess. a pretty good job being he quiet. Yeah, But now people are on to it a little oh, bit. Oh, I know. I you know just, yeah. that's, that's where you, you, yeah. you bring it back a little bit. Or you just do you. You know, yeah. you keep it 100% real yeah. and cost yourself like 40% of love from Cowboys fans. Yeah. You know, it's you, you You did that cost-benefit analysis when you worked in Philly, didn't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. I did not let anybody know where I was from for sure. <laughs> Overreaction Monday, you buying or selling these statements about where uh, the Cowboys and the NFL are going into the final week. Then the Mike McCarthy press conference coming up next here in the GBAC Nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.